I don't know how I feel about this question. Okay, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. Okay, so my question is, how do you know someone is your friend? You're listening to Personally, the podcast with Michelle and Sally, where we get real personal real quick. No, this is actually a very good question. Okay, because I don't have a black book like you. I just have my planner, which has a bunch of other stuff in it too. How do I know that someone is my friend? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good place to start would be how we define friend. Mm. Because in therapy, my <laughs> therapist told me to stop calling everybody my friend and to recognize when people are just acquaintances Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and for me that was really eye-opening because I before pre-therapy Sally would literally little literally (laughs) would literally meet people have like a really good connection and then I would refer to them as like oh I have this friend who goes to the same gym as me, or I have this friend that works in blah, blah, blah. And I was basing it off of just this one moment, like this one connection that we had Mm. that has worked out in some cases. Mm. In most cases, it has not. Mm. I, and I only say that because what I would do before when I, even now, like if I label someone as like, oh, this is my friend, you got to really recognize how much weight and value you're putting on that person Mm -hmm. when you say friend, especially when you, when friends hold such a near and dear place in your heart, you know, I have been very fortunate. I am very, very fortunate to have incredible friends. And one thing, I feel like I've said this before, but Alfredo, you know, Alfredo, Mm-hmm. Oh, we were all in the same core class together at UC Santa Cruz. We were. <laughs> yeah. So Alfredo said something to me and I, I've probably mentioned it before, but he said, I would much rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And over time that has become more and more apparent in my life where I've recognized the value of the people I let into my life. And then the value that those people place on me as someone in their life. So there's mm-hmm. like that reciprocity right Mm -hmm. and I remember when he said that to me I didn't I didn't quite understand why someone would want only four quarters I was (laughs) thinking (laughs) quantity over quality I was like why wouldn't you want to have 100 pennies like that's so many you know but I think as you get older the true nature of what friendship means becomes clearer you go Mm. through things you figure out who is there for you and how they show up for you. So Mm. I think for me, I know when someone is, I know that someone is a friend when, I mean, yes, we've spent enough time together to get to know each other and it, it kind of naturally unfolds. Like there's this girl I met at the gym. I can, I would now call her a friend. Mm -hmm. Her and I have, I think we we probably connected like last fall and then kind of made it a point to show up at the same class every Thursday morning. And we've Aww. slowly gotten to know each other, right? Where like the conversations become 
more personal over time. Mm -hmm. And that it happened very naturally. Like Mm -hmm. we were coming into a space that was convenient for us because it was already a part of our schedule. Mm -hmm. And then just the willingness to talk and be open and then share a little bit more every week, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that natural progression it speaks volume because you kind of see like how easy it is with friends, yeah. you know, or with people who could potentially become a friend. Mm-hmm. Whereas those that feels forced, it feels mm-hmm. like, ugh, I'm always hitting you up. I'm always having to schedule this or that. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Like it's not working for me because I feel like mm-hmm. I'm the only one giving, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think you recognize that and you feel that early on in, in your stages of the relationship <laughs> but I feel like if you pay attention to that you can kind of see who has potential to become a friend versus mm. who just remains in the acquaintance status so I think I know when someone is my friend when I have spent enough time with them and I've seen progression over that time it's not the same mm. conversation it's not the same type of hangout it's not you know what I mean there is mm. some kind of progress that's being made whether it's in the conversation or it's in the how we spend time together so maybe we're not mm. just going to the gym maybe we're actually going out for dinner now maybe mm. we're you know she's invited me to her like family's cookout or whatever so it's so kind cute. of yeah like kind of seeing the progression of how you spend time together what you talk about and how it evolves I think that for me mm. it starts to make me feel like oh this is this is someone that like I could definitely see myself hanging around with for longer periods of time or that I could keep around for a longer period of time because um there the layers are slowly being pulled back if that makes sense it does I I wonder if I can ask a follow-up question mm-hmm. no no follow-ups just kidding <laughs> too bad so how do you progress from like acquaintance to friend because I think you've kind of defined what a friend is, but like, how do you go from like stranger to acquaintance to friend to best friend even, or like a very good friend? Because you said there's like stages, right? And as someone who's very logical, I love the buckets and I want to know how do I level up if I (laughs) want to be Sally's friend or even just like, you know, how do I, how do I have better relationships with other people? I think that's really the core of what my question is trying to get at is like, how do we define what a friend is? But then how do we like, how do we make our relationships more meaningful? Mm, that's a really good question. You're so funny about leveling up. I don't know if you can <laughs> level up anymore. I feel like you could level down now. Though. Oh, damn. Like, <laughs> I just think, I think we've, you and I have reached a point in our, in our relationship and in our lives where it's like, I mean, together forever. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if we can go any higher. We're kind of like cruising now, you know? And it's just like, okay, if something were to happen, I think the change would be a decrease. I don't think that would happen though. (laughs) Anyways, that's a good question. I think, so, okay. I talked about like sharing personal conversations, right. And revealing a little bit more about yourself. I think you know when someone is just an acquaintance or when they should remain an acquaintance versus like a friend and then they become a really great friend and they become a best friend is how they make you feel when you Mm. share about yourself about your life and when you slowly become vulnerable with them I think Mm. that an acquaintance is someone who they have like they I feel really I don't know I feel um, like they always show me a good time. Like I know that they're always, you know, a good time. I can rely on them if I just want to get out of a funk or whatever. But I think 
if it remains just like you're just someone who I only seek out for a good time and there's no complexity or it's not a very dynamic relationship where I can be really sad around you and you Mm -hmm. wouldn't judge me or you wouldn't be like girl you just need to hit the club like get over (laughs) it let's go you know yeah especially when you don't have good intention or especially when you're not even trying to hear me out and hear what I need in Mm. that moment so I want I I kind of think that that's how I define an acquaintance like someone who there's no complexity to the to the relationship I like to think that your friends should be chosen as carefully as you would a partner right oh yeah right because you you and your romantic partner as your relationship unfolds it gets more complex it gets more you know chaotic challenging and how you navigate through that kind of shows the strengths of the relationship the areas of improvement things like that I would say it's the same thing with a friendship so if I have someone in my life where you know I just know that they're kind of not to say that like oh if you're only all about a good time we can't be friends I'm just (laughs) saying I probably wouldn't invest as much or share as much about myself with you Mm -hmm. because you haven't shown me or you haven't made me feel like you would be able to show up for me in a different part of my life or in a different way, Ooh. you know? So mm-hmm. I think, and I've learned now after therapy and after like lots and lots of transitions that um, it's not a matter of relying on on your friends to fill those voids for you. It's mm-hmm. a matter of knowing that you have a community to turn to Ooh. when you're I in a that. funk, you know, you're in a moment where you just need to feel like you're valid, you're being heard, that everything is going to be okay. Because Mm -hmm. when you don't have that, then you start to feel like it's me against the world. I have to do everything by myself. I can't rely on anybody. That sucks. That feeling, Mm -hmm. it sucks. And I wish that upon no one. So I would say having good friends, it's just a matter of making you realize that like you don't have to shoulder the burden if you don't want to you know you have people that you can rely on and one thing I love about our friendship is you I told you this before you like play devil's advocate so much it gets so annoying and I'm just like oh not right now not right now but I listen anyway because I know that you are trying to offer a different perspective I I appreciate that so much because you know as a friend you I know that you do it because you're like well Let's challenge ourselves to think a little bit differently, see how this um, can, you know, be perceived in a different way, because that's what makes us better people. When we're stuck in our heads and we're stuck in our ways, we never really start to think about how we can, how we contribute to a situation, how we can change a situation. So that's what I, I think this is a long winded way of just saying like the difference between an acquaintance and then a friend and how that friend progresses into a best friend is how they show up for you and how they make you feel on the basis that you are doing the same thing for them. Mm. That was a lot. I loved it. I thought it was a great answer. I mean, the entire time I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with this. Yes. Should I be, should I be a motivational speaker? You should. Oh my gosh. Guys. I think that actually, I think you'd be really good. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that like, I think that 
And I think I said this when we were back, like back at Oaks, like I thought that you were a great speaker. I think you're just, I don't know if it's like the mom, like, you know, mom and tofu, like passed on some of like her, mm. her pastor, you know, magic powers to you, but like, you're just like very good at like speaking, being articulate, being motivating. I'm just like, yeah, what she said. Would you pay to come, to come hear me speak? Uh, no, I'm your friend. I'd get a free pass. Hello, <laughs> VIP. I was there from the beginning before we you're were like, no I'm not paying. I'm the one who told her to do this, okay? <laughs> I'm actually your agent. No, I'm just kidding. That would be lovely. Would that get complicated? Would that cause a decrease in our friendship? Um, it depends. I, I, I actually don't believe in mixing like work and like personal or like, you know, just kind of like, like mixing those two, like working with your partner directly, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I think it just, it makes it weird. And there's like another layer of complexity. Some people can do it, but I don't know. I, I think it's just, too much personally well who knows maybe a couple years from now i'll be doing my own thing as a motivational speaker but i appreciate it though thank you so much yeah my mom is she's a great speaker too i think it's just years of being voluntold to (laughs) to do things in the church and like ready or not you're gonna have to go up there and like say something and thank god so yeah i I mean it's a superpower it's a superpower to be able to speak and be able to speak so well so Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but tell me, I mean, what about you though? What I know you said you had to think about this question, but what comes to mind when you define a friend? Yeah, I think that I think you already know this about me, but for those of you that don't, I pick the people in my life very very meticulously. I I do not let people in my inner circle if I don't see value in our friendship. Um, I am very analytical in that sense. I think to be an acquaintance, there needs to be like a little bit give and take in terms of like, hey, I do this for you. You do this for me. We have a good time. Um, Once you progress to like a friend level, then like you said, there's a bit more vulnerability. There's a bit more like sharing of, hey, who am I beyond just this one side that you've seen? Um, And really like you said, showing up for each other. But I think for me, the biggest thing about being a good friend to me is supporting me when I need you to, um, and in the ways that I need it. Um, especially if I ask you for help. Um, I think that's when you really graduate to friend status, but to be honest, I don't let very many people like get that status because I only have so much to give to others. And because I already know that about myself, I know that, Hey, if I already have people that I know I want to continue to invest in, I will continue to pour into them and not into others, right? Because you're, the, the the glass can only have so much water. Right. So whatever you pour into new people, then those other people may not get the same amount of attention. And to me, mm-hmm. it's like, I, you know, of course I'm, I'm still open-minded about like, okay, you know, who else could I, you know, let into my life? Um, because I don't want to close any doors, but I think as I've gotten older, it's definitely become more difficult to like meet people, have that organic relationship. And I actually, I actually really like that you called everyone your friend, because I think that, you know, to play devil's advocate, even though it's bad to, you know, treat everyone as your friend, it's, it's also, I think also in a sense, like almost like another superpower to be able to be friendly with everyone and to make everyone feel like seen and heard. And I think that's, that's what you do is like, you let people feel that. And that's why you also see them as a friend, right? Because you have such a great conversation. Cause I don't think those kind of conversations are easy to come by unless you really put that out there and really are open to, um, 
that possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of progressing from a friend, an acquaintance to a friend, I would say that at that point, it's no longer give or take. It's very much like, okay, like, Hey, like I'm thinking of you, let me, let me get this for you. Or like, Oh, like, you know, you're feeling sick. Let me do this for you. It's really like showing up for them without expecting anything in return. That's when I feel like you've really progressed to that friend level, at least in like Michelle's mind. Um, And then a really good friend, to be honest, I don't really know because I feel like I have friends and most of my friends are good friends, I would say, um, because I don't have very many of them. But I guess what sets them apart is really how often they show up in my life and then also like the quality of how they show up. So it's not only like, 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 for example, with us, like we talk weekly, yes, because of the podcast, but we also make sure that we make time to talk about like, okay, what's happening in our lives? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's like that consistency, but also the quality of that consistency, if that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. I, I also want to call out that, like how people show up for you, because I, you know, there's a lot of gray areas when it comes to like defining friends and granted how we define our friendship is certainly not how someone else is going to. We talked about orbits before, right? Oh, and I yes. talked about like, I think I have three rings that are in orbit that are in rotation. Mm-hmm. And the people that are on the first, that first ring that are like closest to me, these are people that, you know, I'm spending a lot of time with, but I'm spending a lot of quality, like good quality time with. It's not just fun times, new experiences. It's also like deep conversations. Like, damn, I'm going through something. Can I like talk to you about this? Can you just listen or can you give me some advice? Mm -hmm. And then that second orbit um, are folks that I know I can turn to and for that same reason or for that same support, but I'm just not doing it as frequently for whatever reason. Like they live farther Mm -hmm. or, you know, our lives just kind of don't make it convenient enough for us to do that. And then that third orbit, there are folks who I would say they're really, really good friends, but I don't need them to be as present or I don't expect them to be as present in my life because I know they've got crap going on, whether it's like they have a family of their own or they're running a business. So I know I'm totally comfortable with that. But when we do get together, it's like old times it's going down. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then the people who I'm like, not entirely sure, but they're cool. I still like kick it with them. I would still give them some time and energy. They're kind of like in a, what do we call it? Like they're just floating yeah, in outer just, space they're just out there they out haven't there. latched onto an orbit yet but we shall see because things can change with time yeah so I'm curious what so you had kind of mentioned how you know sometimes you don't see people as often I wonder how how often does geographic location play into how close you are to someone and how do you specifically like make sure to maintain those like inner orbits for people that have moved away because I know you know one of the twins have moved away so how do you make sure Mm -hmm. you maintain that relationship despite the distance so I know one of so I grew up with these 
two best friends that have known me since elementary school, Stephanie and Sophia, they're twins. So I got a, like a two for a deal, two for one. <laughs> two for one. <laughs> and um, our relationship has fluctuated because I've been away and then like, you know, we did our own thing, but we still remained uh, relatively close in terms of our emotional connection and support for one another. Mm -hmm. um, these two know my family and I know their family and they've shown up for things like funerals and mm -hmm. church events and functions, family functions, things like that. So um, even while I was away, I'll be honest and say like living away from home, we didn't talk. We like still mm -hmm. maintained a relationship on social media, but we didn't chat. And I think a lot of it is just because we were growing in two different directions. Our personalities were evolving and they were evolving away from each other. So mm. I think that there was not that there wasn't an interest in getting to know one another, but it just wasn't convenient. Right. When mm. I came back home, though, that all changed. I was spending more time with them. We kind of picked up where we left off. And I remember telling either both of them or one of them that I felt like I needed to get to know them all over again. Mm. It was like, mm. I really want to get to know who you are in this part of your life because I know I'm not the same person that I was mm. when I left home yeah. 10 years ago. So like, let's, you know, like, let me, let me be upfront about that because I just want them to like be themselves. I wanted to make sure I had no expectations of them being someone that I knew so long ago, you know? Wow. And um, now that one of them is gone, she's moved away. She's done it for her family again it's the same thing that when I moved away like we don't communicate as often but when we do mm -hmm. it's wholesome it's like hey I need your perspective on this like what do you think or like hey you know she has kids and she'll keep me updated about like oh um mm. the boys are doing this or the boys are doing that so she kind of keeps me involved that way you know and it mm. feels really nice to be included for something mm -hmm. that's so personal to her and is very much a part of her private life. Yeah. So I think in that instance, the reason why it still works though, is because we spent a lot of time investing in the foundation of our friendship. Mm. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It's not like I just met yeah. them all nilly willy. And I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, there's two of you. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's be friends. Um, <laughs> like this is years and years and years of, mm like seeing each other through school and like we have a long history you know so I think it mm. would take a lot for us to really break that friendship and to be like I'm completely done I don't even refer to you as a friend Damn. you know it would take a lot for that to happen because so much time has been invested in that and like another example would be Alfredo Alfredo mm. and his beautiful little family that lives in San Diego and um, you know he and I got close in undergrad Mm -hmm. I don't see him often him and his wife BD they invite me to their kids stuff all the time she sends me updates she sends me photos of like when her baby is walking it takes her first Aww. steps or she keeps me updated about like you know when um one of her girls is like made it to become class president or something like mm. they keep me involved in their kid's life and again it makes me feel really special to know that yeah. they're not just sharing this with anybody you know like mm -hmm. these are really critical moments in their child's life and this is how they still include me from afar mm. but whenever they do invite me like a couple weeks ago I was just out there for their youngest it was her first birthday mm -hmm. I show up for them because so much time and energy has gone into the foundation of my friendship with Alfredo yeah. And so again, 
we don't see each other often because he has a family, they're busy, they are totally doing their own thing and they're doing it well. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect them. I don't expect Mm -hmm. them to be like, you know, oh, we make, we're going to go out there just to like take you out to dinner, Sawi, because we want to reconnect. It's like unnecessary. Yeah. I get a surprise phone call from him every now and then, or an audio message from VD. It totally makes my day. It totally is enough for me because I know how much has gone into us building up our friendship before we started to live our own lives, before we started to like shape the people we are today. So in, in that moment, like geography does not matter when your foundation is, is pretty strong, is pretty solid. So you can, like, I imagine if you were to move to another country, again, <laughs> it would take so much for us to basically call it quits or for me to go complete AWOL or MIA on you because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 I know this girl. Like, we've been through so much. So much has been invested. It's it's kind of at that point where, like, okay, if we're really not going to be friends, then um, it has to be a mutual decision or something terrible <laughs> has had to happen. Um, you know what I mean? But I think yeah. that's how I handle the distance is I look at what has gone into the friendship before this transition mm-hmm. um, has inconvenienced our relationship. I think also it's really interesting that I that I don't think you've addressed yet, but something that I see so clearly and I just want to call out is I think there's also a level of maturity that you have with your friendships where you like not only do you like pour in time when you have it but you also recognize hey people have their own lives and that's that's something that I don't think people really get clarity on until they leave college and they start you know having to work and kind of live life as an adult um and realizing that not everyone is going to run on your schedule right um so I think that you being able to recognize that and even just like recognize that early on because I know you've always been like this for a while even before therapy um just really being cognizant that like hey people have other things going on and it's not just about me I think is really um like it is also a crucial side like having that maturity in addition to that foundation to like be able to maintain uh relationships over a long period of time absolutely and thank you for saying that I, it's it's taken a lot of like self-love and self-discovery to feel Mm. this way just because like I said it if it's similar to finding a partner you know you it should be that like you feel whole on your own and that these people are adding something to your life damn (laughs) so yeah so it it definitely took a took a while to get to this point but I'm so glad that I'm here and you know the other part of it too is when I do have friends Mm-hmm. in my life like these are people who I know that they they add something to my life it is so so important to me that whenever I do speak to them whenever I do hang out with them that they know that they can rely on me that they can mm. share anything with me that they know that I have their back or that they feel completely comfortable and safe with me knowing anything and everything about them so what I like to do is when I go out I know sometimes we like to think or we like to say, oh, how, you know, how have you been? What's new? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I definitely ask that, but I also just 
need that person to know, like, I am interested because I care about you. I am interested because I really, I genuinely am curious. Like, are you doing the things that you really want to be doing? Are you unhappy? And if so, like, what is it that's bothering you? If you feel comfortable enough sharing it with me. So Mm -hmm. I, I just, I think a part of maintaining a good foundation or investing a good foundation is being mindful of like, what do you do for your friends when you're not needed? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So there's this, there's actually this, um, there is actually this quote or this saying that someone told me, um, it was a guy from hinge actually, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it was really impressive because he said he learned this the hard way. And he told me, he realized that what you do when it's not your turn is more Mm. important than what you do when it is your turn Mm. and I thought oh my gosh yeah like I completely understand what he's what he's saying Mm. and I I like to practice that with my friendships like I need you to know that I'm going to show up for you even when you don't need me because one Mm. is going to make it easier for you to trust me when you do Mm-hmm. And it's going to make it easier for you to open up when it's, when it's that time. So even when we're just hanging out and it's a fun time, it's casual, you know, no, I, I need, it is so important to me that that person, if they are my friend, that they know that even in the off season, I am genuinely concerned about you. I genuinely care mm-hmm. about you. I have so much love for you. I want you to live the best life possible. It is not just when you need me, you know, like I, I need that, that, that kind of connection to happen. Yeah. Even when you don't, when you're not looking for it. So. Wow. (laughs) I really love that response. That was so heartwarming. So wholesome. Um, So wholesome. You're listening to personally the podcast with Michelle and Sally, where we get real personal real quick.